0: You're listening to Manufacturing Ignition Hot Topics, bringing you right up to date on the latest trends and discussions within UK manufacturing. Sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfirerecruitment.com. Here's your hosts, Terry Mallin and Scott Buchanan.
1: Well, now we'll move on to hot topic this week which is industry 4.0 and Scott, you were giving me a wee bit more of an insight. I remember last year into this, you know, Industry 4.0. What, what you know, can you can you give me an insight again into what exactly uh, that, that stands for? Well, I mean, it's it's a new, it's the way things are going.
0: Um, it's been talked about certainly in the, the Scottish and, and the regions community for a long time. I think there's conflicting arguments about um, how advantageous it can be for given business, at, depending on the size and scale. But I mean, by definition, I believe it's. It's Industry 4.0 is using innovation and technology to create um, smart factories where IT systems monitor physical processes and are able to make decisions without human intervention. All right. I mean, the way I look at it um, is it's more smart technology. Um, and it's relating to, you know, the next industrial revolution, um, which is centred around intelligent manufacturing and bringing together contemporary automation, data exchange and new manufacturing technologies. And I think okay. that the question that, that I well, haven't spoken to a few people about this and of various shapes and sizes of organisation, actually, it seems to be what value this would actually give at this point in time to them. Do you see? And, and whether actually the, the you know the technology is worth the investment versus the return. So it's quite it seems yeah. to be quite a hot topic across manufacturing at the moment.
1: As yeah, talk. of course. Of course. And people think it's just robotics, but actually it's not just robotics, it's robotics, 3D printing, virtual reality could possibly come into that. And using artificial intelligence, you know, with with this, this is actually machines within a factory being able to communicate with each other. If there's a problem, they all communicate, and they can stop the line. That, that can then get reported to the engineering team. They can go down, and resolve the problem, and it carries on. So you know, it's, a, it's it's all about communication throughout there, and that can bring up its challenges, which we'll go through, Scott, as we you know you know as we're going through this uh, hot topic. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you know most people are aware of Industry 4.0 has been a buzzword around manufacturing professionals. If you don't know about it, where have you been? And and what I'd rather us do, rather than us going over the same old discussions, we thought um, it would be wise to discuss what is the reality of the transition to smart factories and what are people doing rather than talking about this currently? Yeah. Does that, make, does that yeah. sound okay? Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting.
0: I've got, there was a recent status of, which was 38% of manufacturing businesses are, act, are actively looking for alternative materials, such as nanotechnology. And actually, at least half of these companies believe that these trends will become widely adopted in the future. Do you know that way? So it's, it's the innovation piece again, isn't it? It's about yeah. making sure that I think all factories are, are keen to make efficiencies, and it's ad- it's adopting, you know, the embracing and adopting um, technology, um, and allowing you know money to be made, I guess, and, and making it yeah. actually more competitive.
1: Correct, more prod, more productive. But just to give you a bit of background before we dive into this, it was encapsulated very well by an article by Mike Rigby, who's the head of manufacturing for Barclays. Right. So 2016 was the year when transformation within UK manufacturing companies really picked up. The digital economy dominated the world in terms of disruptive and transformative. That became typical boardroom jargon. Moving into January this year, 2017, it's been described as a year of opportunity for manufacturers. Now that we are near the end of 2017, How's that transpired? Where are we with that process? So I've done a bit of digging, Scott, just right. to see where we're at. So so far in 2017, as we touched on the latest news, the PMI is on an upwards trend, and that's that can only be positive for manufacturing. On the back of that, order books are hitting a level last seen, you know, a high level which was last seen in 1980s. SME manufacturing companies they grew at the fastest pace since 2010. I think that was driven by you know export order books reaching a 20-year high off the back of that. So it's all very, very positive for manufacturing so far in 2017. Some people might say this might be a direct influence due to people becoming more productive, embracing innovation, which could be related to industry 4.0. My personal opinion, you know, when I've been in companies throughout 2017, I'm not seeing still enough companies making capital investments and especially at a time when when innovation is so widely available and so promoted i do understand there is a hesitation for investment now due to what's going on with brexit and the you know and 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 the external influences but sitting right here in november the 1st of november 2017 with the positive trends maybe this is a time to start thinking about investing as they say, Scott, the old saying, the early bird catches a worm. What's your thoughts?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, look, I was recently at a conference up up, uh, the, up at over Edinburgh, and I think one of the, the key points of that and the debate um, within the, some of the individuals present was along the lines of, you know, you have, you know, the big boys there, whether it's a Siemens or, you know, a Bosch or, you know, a, a massive organisation um, trying to add value to he traditionally ran, in our case, a Scottish company who have had, you know, good processes in place. Have got a good product, and actually um, being able to almost educate, you know, that business in terms of right. Do you know what? If you if you embrace this piece of the technology, this will actually allow you to evolve. Whatever it is, and actually longer term, um, you know, will, will increase output. And I think one of the fearful factors of of many manufacturing companies is actually the impact on yes, the bottom line, but also the the perception the market of staffing levels. And I think that there seems to be an incorrect perception, in my view, that robots are going to take over over the you know over the world, and, and as a result, is actually going to get rid of jobs. It's actually in reality going to do the opposite it's it's actually you know th- th- there needs to be upskilling of course um but the roles that would actually be coming along that you know who, who's going to 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 manage these robots and who's going to actually develop the processes and actually from you know if you're doing more of a role within an organization you'll probably find that the salary reward and that you know is, is going to be there as well so it's kind of a win-win You've got yeah. the employee who's making more money and got a more interesting role, um, arguably, um, depending on what they're doing. Um, and then you've got the, the business that's clearly happy because it's got a more automated, stroke, reliable, and quality, efficient process. You know that, that is, is hopefully been a bit more efficient and more competitive in the marketplace.
1: Hundred percent. And I think that the companies that are embracing this now and making the the, the investment. They're going to be getting the best people possible to manage these these systems and, and and robots because there's clearly, once this starts to snowball, there's clearly going to be a talent shortage of people out there that can. I think, you know, the ones that are forward thinking, the early bird catches a worm and actually embracing this, training the guys up, getting people that can maintain it is only going to be a benefit. So, sorry for cutting over, Terry. Um, the, one of the
0: things that, that that came out, and and something to be honest, I haven't really thought about. But if you if you go back to the likes of the evolution that's happened, it's not like me to go on about shopping. But um, if you think of you know the likes of an Amazon or you know the the, the big companies that. Have been you know, invested in got processes and think of their automated process that happens you know, to, to allow you to get your your, your, your tea arriving tomorrow morning. Do you know that way? It's, it's, it's incredible. So actually, um, the supply chain element and actually embracing not necessarily, you know, you might be making your product, but actually how you get your material and how you get your product to market do you know that way? Yeah, Those are the opportunities. And actually, that can be an international threat as well. If you're supplying out to, you know, if, you, if you're not doing it, your competitor will be doing it. And we're now in this global marketplace where do you know what? Um, if you're not going to do it, then someone else will and and, and you'll you know you'll toil. Um, so so these are the things that from a a supply chain and this, you know, the cloud-based um capability now that 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 this has. Um, it's incredible and, to be honest, quite impressive. Do, I do you it. remember, you, I, I think you were there actually as we walked through a factory once and you saw the, the quality department of this this um, mechanically focused organisation whereby it was actually like a team of, what was it, 40, 40 people looking at um, parts for a business. And yep. um, the, their job was actually, you know, individually keeping an eye open for cracks in metal and actually you know antiquated slow and co- you know cost ineffective processes that, that was happening there and um, and as we all know by actually you know investing in a piece of plant you know that you know that that can evolve that and i think um there's you know the, the, the quality impact of embracing industry 4.0 everyone wins do you know that way you know yeah. the, the the product is of higher quality, more consistent quality and and actually more control and, and there's, there's probably less stuff harm to the left line about a factory floor um, and so on as well. So that, that's just my 100%. two
1: bits. No, oh, that was good, Scott. That was good. That was interesting. I, I, right, so, I mean, we're, we're kind of touching on a lot of robotics there and, and you know, the investment in op- automation, for example, there was a report, a uh, new data came out from IFR, which is the, the International Federation of Robots, So they pulled out a report which shows the the world's largest markets for industrial robots and who's buying that, okay, with regards Mm -hmm. to sales. The top five markets are China, South Korea, Japan, USA, and Germany. And those five markets combined make up 74% of the total sales worldwide for industrial robots which I found quite astounding. I was wondering, where is the UK in that? And I know we're we're a smaller country, but I do know that in 2016, sales figures did increase for the first time in the UK on industrial robots since 2012. So, you know that's positive, but I think we could really be doing a lot more.
0: I think that the challenge is it's related to actually what industry and what you know, and um, what the product is, and actually how modern or in the scale of the, the, the business. So, you've got I don't know Joe blogs and co who are making a product, they've done it that way forever, but why would they change? Do you know that way? So, there needs to be an argument there. Likewise, you know, you, you're working with your you know your, your food manufacturing businesses that they know, you know, speed and time um, is of the essence, you know, that way. So how, how you know, these companies would, may well embrace um, and have the money also, um, you know, to, to, to change things quickly. Um, and I think the UK, if you look at actually the businesses, with the exception of the likes of, I don't know, say automotive, you know, automotive manufacturing and maybe the supply chain thereof, maybe a wee bit of aerospace, but you're actually looking at organizations that that you know that 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 of that that will have their own set process do you know that way and it's actually trying for them to to get their head around where the opportunity lies for them. Um, yeah. But I know but if you look at guess what economy's been flying recently? Automotive and aerospace yeah. recently as well. And guess what? It's it's highly it's highly automated um, and cost effective.
1: Yeah, good. About about Scott being devil's advocate, you know, it's all it's positive not, and all that good stuff. But it's not you know, end of the day, we're seeing in the news quite often, you know, cyber attacks where cyber criminals are holding businesses' websites to ransom and yeah. and, and looking for money out the back of that. And and I can see a big opportunity for these type of individuals that would see this within a large manufacturing company and actually doing that sort of stuff. So we need to protect ourselves from that and they really need to be start thinking about that before.
0: It's, it's relevant, and I think and I know certainly Siemens was certainly one of the, the organisation. I'm, I'm assuming that the, the, the others will be there as well. But they, they actually can do. There's two things happening. There's one, and, and listen to this one: the virtual engineering piece. There's actually a sharing of um, sharing of technology. Actually, there is actually the, the potential of sharing within the cloud. Um, and there's also the companies that um, would also have their own private you know, their own perfectly private and stable cloud with all and you know with all the the ties in, in there. So certainly I haven't heard of any stories of technology being pinched if that makes sense as in you know we've heard of um the it related you know scenarios that we're all aware of um but actually i haven't yet heard maybe it's around the corner i don't know but you know of a factory closing down because someone's jumped in or that because i think it is very well protected by and and companies pay a lot of money to these you know to the big players to to make sure that their data is safe and secure
1: well exactly and i think that's a big thing to note as well you know a lot of manufacturing companies have you know, their own intellectual property. And there's a risk of obviously pr- confidential information being exposed when systems are involved as well. Um, so so that has to be taken into account as well. I think see, see in reflection, Scott, when we summarise everything up. So, I mean, manufacturing is at a crucial turning point right now. The market is very positive. It's better than it's ever been in the past few years. There's more certainty to some extent around Britex. Innovation and technology is far more accessible than it ever has been. And I think as a UK manufacturing business owner or leader, you know, the question probably is, are you in a position to take a risk to be a market leader and pioneers within smart technology and creating a a smart factory and really putting a stamp on the industry?
0: Use the, the, the user word risk, Terry. I, I would absolutely argue that this factor. I, I think if, if the investment isn't there, unless they have a very unique product that no one else is going to be doing, um, the risk factor is if they don't invest. Do you know that way? Um, I think it's actually going to be the other way around if you don't move with the times. Because, as, as I've said before, you know, manufacturing is the beating heart of the entire UK. Companies that are are lagging behind, you know, it's, it's about the future. And technology is there to you know to be used and to, to be to help companies mitigate that risk of, of the future. It's certainly seen, seen that that that's what we're seeing with some of our clients, isn't it?
1: A hundred percent. And and you know, I mean that's our uh, two pence worth on, on our insight. And I think you know what we're going to move on next is on to the recruitment minute. And I think this ties in really well because we're going to be talking about tra- traditional recruitment processes being outdated. And how you can actually, you know, and then the solution we're going to go through in the next couple of weeks is how you embrace technology and data to solve that problem. You know, I think that was I think that was pretty well covered, Scott, with regards to Industry 4.0. Well, certainly here it's, it's an overview, isn't it? And I think um, yeah. look, I think we're
0: we all all aware, like technologies here. I think um, the professionals that are in this space, you know, need to. I uh, uh, hopefully that the business leaders, will, you know, are certainly open to the idea. Um, and I think most certainly all the people we've spoken to are actually they're almost keep, they can't get enough information in this. So so time will tell. Time will tell.